2: Team 980 in the Odyssey at Linnell Willingham here with you on Burgundy and Gold today. The new midday show, weekdays 12 to 3 here on the Team 980, and always streaming live nationally. On the free Odyssey app, Rick Doc Walker and Scott Jackson will be part of the program as well. You'll get Rick Doc Walker solo tomorrow from 12 to 3. And then Thursday and Friday, taking you right up to Commanders and Jaguars. It'll be myself and the D.O.C. Man, I'm going to have to take a shower after this show is over, man. I am pumped up, Matt. What what did you say was the official hour countdown from now until week one? 120 hours. 120 hours. Until bullets fly for real and we got real NFL football. Joining us right now on the Team 980 guest line is a man who, quite frankly, needs no introduction. He's been covering the NFL longer than I've been alive. He is the host of ESPN's NFL Matchup. I'm pleased to welcome one of the best storytellers in the business, ESPN's Sal Palatonio. What's going on, Sal Pal?
3: It's an honor to have you on, my man. Oh, listen! It's an honor to be the first guest on your show. This is so exciting. I really am truly honored. Uh, be on with the Burgundy. You know, I love coming down there and covering games down at FedEx Field. I'm always treated like a king. And uh, <laughs> king you I love, are, I, man. I, I, I am. I am. I, I am. The people there are just terrific. Everybody in the stadium is great. Security's great. Ron Rivera and his staff are fantastic. Uh, and I'm looking forward. I'm actually very excited to see. Uh, my old friend in Philly, Carson Wentz, try to resuscitate his career completely, and I think he has a chance. Sh- I think he has a chance to do that. Ty, I really do.
2: So let's get right into it, man. You just you just hinted at it. You sat down with the new QB one here in town, Carson Wentz, this past week. As someone who's covered Wentz dating back to his time in Philadelphia, are you able to get a gauge on where he is mentally as we sit five days out from the season opener against Jacksonville?
3: Yeah, and I'm glad you put the question like that, right? Because the first thing you've got to do is get your mind right. Anybody would tell that, right? Your, man, your old man told you that when you were a kid. Get right. your mind right first, correct? Am I, am I right about that? Correct. <laughs> yes, you got to get your mind right, and he recognizes that. And I, I, I interviewed him the day he showed up in Philadelphia on draft day. Interviewed him through that magnificent MVP uh, caliber season that he had that led the Eagles to the Super Bowl title.
4: Uh, and then at,
3: interviewed him uh, after he got hurt in Los Angeles when Nick Foles uh, had to come in and relief. <clears throat> and so I have seen the highs and the lows of, of Carson Wentz, and I, I can tell you he has done a lot this off season to just do some self-reflection, uh, just to do some self-adjustment. But he needed a little help along the way. And the sense that I got in talking to Coach Rivera, who I have, obviously, and we all do, have tremendous respect for him. Obviously. I mean, you know, we're talking 85 Bears, Dick uh, Ryan, beats cancer, You know, takes Cam to the Super Bowl. I mean, he's got it all on his resume. Uh, And I, you know, especially because of my military service, appreciate his appreciation for the men and women in the armed forces all over the world. And so he comes at it from a different tack. And when Carson relayed the story that he's told you guys before uh, in Washington, in the Washington area, that when Rivera sat him down, he said to him, the first thing he said to him is, know that you're wanted here. And I think Carson really needed to hear that. He told me that he needed to hear that for obvious reasons of what went down with uh, Jim Ursay and the Colts. And I asked him about what Jim Ursay said. And uh, you know he didn't want to take up arms. He did not want to get into a battle uh, of words with the former owner of the Indianapolis Colts. But you could just tell if you watch the interview, and I think you can watch it on my Instagram. Still, uh, if you watch the interview, you can see the pain on his face. So he he obviously understood what he went through. Perhaps some of it his own making. Perhaps a lot of it his own making. And he needed to take stock. He needed to get as you just said. His mind, right. And what did Rivera do? Hey, no more hunting. Put the rifle down. We're going to go play golf (laughs) with the team. We're going to do team activities, right? Right. And um, that was always the knock on Carson in Indy and in Philly, is that he didn't do enough bonding with his teammates. Now, whether that's true or not, that was the knock. That was the storyline. That was the narrative. And, you know, kudos to Ron Rivera. Just saying, hey, that stuff's over with. We're gonna take we're gonna take a different tack here. Sal, let's go into a little bit more detail.
2: You're obviously as plugged in as anyone in the National Football League from talking to folks. Have you been able to get to the bottom of why things didn't work out for him last year in Indy?
3: Well, listen, I, I think I, I think first and foremost, he didn't perform in the critical situations, right? Right. Okay, so let's go with first critical situation, a game that I covered. Against the Tennessee Titans at home in the middle of the year, throws the fourth-quarter interception down at the goal line, turns into a touchdown, uh, and then turns the Titans' secondary into all-world by throwing (laughs) an interception in the overtime that nobody ever should throw. So that was one. And then in two, in Jacksonville, I mean – Listen, I don't like the idea of NFL owners kicking their players out on their way out the door. I think that's a bad habit. I don't think anybody should be in the business of doing that. You paid the guy. He showed up to work. He tried hard. You don't need to kick him when he's down. I I don't like that. Nevertheless, obviously, there's some truth to what the owner said. Your guy's got to carry you through against an inferior opponent and get you into the playoffs. We can all agree on that, can't we not? hundred percent, Sal, but th- but my thing is with this, o- on
2: that, there were times last year where the Indianapolis Colts defensively did not, you know, help Carson Wentz out themselves. It's about contra- complementary football, and I thought, you know, in my opinion, that Carson's kind of gotten a bad rap uh, about what's happened at
3: Indianapolis uh, last year. Okay. Well, that's certainly a part of it. Uh, they had issues on the offensive line that they couldn't protect them. They had injuries. Uh, but when you have the number one running back in Jonathan Taylor, yeah. and you have Sympatico <laughs> with your head coach, I mean, let's face facts: that team needed to make the playoffs last year. Hundred percent. The Titans were unceremoniously bounced out at home in the postseason <laughs> by the Cincinnati Bengals, who couldn't protect their quarterback. So the Colts needed. We, we could face facts. We got hey. This is Philly. We got to keep it real here. Right. He should have made. He should have made the playoffs. They, that team should have made the playoffs. And you know you go back and look at, at the offense, and I, I didn't study every single one of Carson's throws, but we specifically started the piece on SportsCenter last week with Carson Wentz getting sacked by an unblocked defender. Yeah. So you are correct. You got to play complementary football, and you got to you got to protect him, and, and that's incumbent. And what I really liked, I heard two things. And, you know, obviously you guys know this inside and out. I like the fact that Chase Rullier is going to be calling the protections from the center position. That's going to relieve Carson of an important responsibility. Not that he doesn't have ultimate responsibility for making sure that he sees the unblocked defenders and where they're coming from and getting rid of the football. So while Chase Rullier has responsibility the ultimate accountability is on Carson Wentz right definitely and I agree with you
2: the on the field stuff we know obviously you know you mentioned certain certain throws and moments that he just let that team down last year but Sal a lot was made of the way Carson Wentz carried himself in the locker room amongst his teammates and you just mentioned Chase Rulia he's somebody who has spoke you know very highly of Carson Wentz since he's gotten here for the folks, you know, in that building in Washington, they love him and have raved about his leadership and willingness to integrate himself with his teammates. In your mind, which narrative is more indicative of who Carson Wentz really is? The bad guy in the locker room we heard about in his final season in Philly and last year in Indy or what we're hearing right now coming out of D.C.?
3: I would never use the word bad guy ever right. in, in, in uh, describing Carson Wentz. I would never do it. Because he's not. I would say he had certain challenges. I think all players go through that. I watched Randall Cunningham go through that with Seth Joyner and Clyde Simmons back in the day. I, I, I come on. Right. I watched Donovan McNabb go through that with Terrell Owens. Come it on. happens,
2: especially when you're playing the quarterback position.
3: It happens, man. It happens, right? So, I mean, the bottom line is: Are you learning from your mistakes? Is the coach cognizant of the narrative and doing something about it? Yeah, And I think the answer is yes and yes. Sal, I've been
2: shooting down this crazy narrative, in my opinion, that's formulated nationally, that basically this is Carson's last opportunity to come in and be a day one starter for an organization. When you hear that, Sal, what's your first blush reaction as somebody who's covered this young man through his highs and
3: his lows? You know, I don't think the I don't think anybody in Washington looks at it like that. I just don't. Yeah. I don't I don't think uh, the organization, I don't think the coaching staff looks at it like that, and I don't think Carson Wentz or his family or his wife looks at it like that at all. I think that's outside descriptions and narratives that uh, paint a rather broad stroke uh, portrait of this young man and where he is right now. But let, let's also understand this, right? He's, if the critical moments come around and it's pretty painfully obvious that he couldn't come through for whatever reason, then the narrative will be the narrative. Right. It'll be on the field and that will be that. So let's just stop with the nonspecifics right. and look at week one. Let, let's, again, let's keep it real. Okay, so week one. He's got he's got to go up against the boogeyman
2: right away. <laughs> I love the way you put it, the boogeyman. Talk about the well, Jacksonville see, Jaguars. No, no,
3: seriously, it is right. Here comes Jacksonville. Here comes Jacksonville with his old coach. Okay, who knows him as well as anybody. And so, I mean, to me, they got to beat Jacksonville. One hundred. Do they have to? They don't have to win. You know, they don't have to blow him out of the building. They're They don't have to go, blow him out of. Uh, uh of the beltway but but they got to beat them and Carson has to play well
2: hundred percent and obviously Sal you've been around a lot of talented football teams how would you compare the weapons Carson has here in Washington uh to his supporting cast in his previous two spots
3: well I mean I think the wide receivers are definitely better 100%. uh in Washington compared to Indianapolis Carson had a lot of great players. (laughs) I mean, he had an all-world tight end in Philly and Zach Ertz. And he had Alshon Jeffrey, who, in my mind, was one of the most underrated wide receivers. Alshon caught everything and uh, could always get open when he wanted to. And I'm not saying that's a knock on him. I'm just saying, hey, if if the route was set up for him and the offense was set up for him, he would be open like he was, hello, in the end zone in the Super Bowl. One hundred percent. Okay, and I have a ton of respect for Alshon Jeffrey uh, and 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 for Zach Ertz. And listen, he went eleven and one and set the Eagles up for home field advantage in two thousand seventeen. They don't listen. They don't go to the Super Bowl without home field advantage. They just don't. Hundred percent. And that's all on Carson Wentz. And by the way, Carson Wentz was twenty seven and seven last year, twenty seven touchdown passes, and only seven interceptions. So again, going back to what you are saying, you take his tenure in those two places in their totality. You take what he's learned from whatever mistakes he has made and challenges he's had to overcome in the locker room and with his injuries. You take the fact that he's married now with two young daughters. You take the fact that he has a head coach who understands, like you and I have laid out, the narrative, as it's been put out there in public, what's real and what's not, and says, "Okay, we got to do something about it." He's set up for success. Now all he has to do is go out and do it. And I look at this schedule, boss. I'm, they uh, they I'm set it up nicely schedule. for us, Sal. I'm not gonna lie; they set it up nice. I look at this schedule, right? So you got Jacksonville. If you can't beat Jacksonville, don't you know? Don't bother calling me on the phone. Anymore.
5: <laughs> Come
3: on. I love you, but don't 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 pick up the phone. Look, it's me. real. It's a real deal. Uh, and then you can go to Detroit, and you can win. And I have the Eagles losing September 25th. And I'm in here in Philly. Wow. Don't tell anybody, don't tell anybody Philly I said that, okay? <laughs> I got you, buddy. Don't put that out on Twitter now. <laughs> uh, I, th- I got the <laughs> I got Eagles. No, I've, I've said it publicly here in Philly. I, I think the, that's, that's, the, that's a tough win for the Eagles. Uh, you know, and it, it's always a three-point game when Philly comes in there anyway. 100%, yeah. Yeah, and then Dallas is probably a loss. And you can beat Tennessee at home. You can beat Chicago. And now you're about to get into this
2: three-game stretch, Sal. Green Bay, Indianapolis, Minnesota. I think their season is dictated on how they perform during that three, four-game stretch. And what about at Philly? Yeah, That's I was about why. to say the fourth game. That's on my birthday, Sal, pal. I'll turn 25 that day.
3: All right. Well, if I see you in Philly on Monday night, November 14th, we will celebrate. 100%. But that, that, that
2: stretch, in my opinion, Sal, is going to dictate whether or not this team is gonna be able to make the postseason and, and I'll and I'll say this and put it all together as one. Do you think that Washington has the surrounding pieces offensively and defensively if Carson Wentz can give you at least what he gave Indianapolis last year to get this team back in the postseason?
3: <clears throat> that's a lot of ifs.
2: <laughs> a whole lot of ifs. That's what we're that's what we got right now, five days out from week one.
3: Yeah, we got a lot of ifs. But you know, um so, not last stop for Carson, but certainly we can say, and not insult anybody, that it's a prove-it year for Carson Wentz, correct? Right, 100%. It's a prove-it year for Jalen Hurts, we can say that, correct? <laughs> 110%. It's a prove-it year for Daniel Jones, correct? 110%. It's a prove-it year for Mike McCarthy, correct? <laughs> 110%. Yeah. All right, so all four all four teams in the division, you have four major components that are in a prove it year. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that.
2: The storylines write themselves, Sal Pal. It's going to be very interesting. I'll let you go on this. Sal, you've been covering this league for a very, very long time. Have you ever seen a head coach have to deal with as many off-the-field distractions as Ron Rivera has? He's only going into his third season on the job, Sal, and it feels like he's been here for a lifetime.
3: I'll just say this. I don't think there's any other coach who could have dealt with all these off-the-field distractions. Mm.
2: Very strong about about how you feel about Ron Rivera, and I
3: agree. I don't think there's any other coach that could have dealt with it. Let's just start with COVID and cancer and go from there.
2: Right. It, it's, it definitely has been a lot for him to deal with, Sal. Definitely good for, for you to come and join us, and, and you bring in some positivity on the Carson Wentz front because you know how this media circus gets here in D.C., I said it at the at the top of the show. If Carson Wentz performs, this city and town is going to love him. If he does not, they are going to try to eat him alive. And I think that the latter is probably just not likely. I, I personally think this group is going to be able to get over the hump and make it back into the postseason. Only time will tell. And like you said, it starts five days from now, 120 hours. This team will lace them up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and we'll get to see who's real.
3: Yeah, and that's all I'm trying to do is keep it real. I mean, you know, I, I, I listen. I think it, it, it get, it'll get real sloppy, real fast if the team loses to Jacksonville. That's that's all I'll say.
2: Definitely want to give you a big thanks for joining us, my man. Appreciate you. When can we catch the entirety of the sit down with Carson Wentz?
3: Well, it ran on SportsCenter over the weekend. We played. Um, we played part and, of it before you got on. And social media, you can pick it up on my Instagram. I don't have like. A major social media imprint i got too much gray hair for <laughs> look sal you're one of the goats man i
2: appreciate you giving me some time my man
3: yeah listen anytime anytime great great stuff
2: great show look forward to it appreciate you joining us that is journalism royalty that is nfl royalty espn's sal palantonio giving us some inside access on carson wentz want to give a big thanks to sal pal for giving us that access on Carson Wentz that you'll only get right here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. We've got to take a quick time out On the other side of this break, ESPN's Ryan Clark got very candid about what he needs to happen for Washington to make it back to the postseason. We'll let you hear his thoughts next. Don't go anywhere. Linnell Willingham, here with you until 3 o'clock right here on the Team 980
5: in the Odyssey app. How powerful is Cox Internet?
2: team 980 in the odyssey app you're tuned in to burgundy and gold today here on the team 980 in the odyssey app the best commanders coverage in town weekdays 12 to 3 myself rick doc walker and scott jackson We'll be a rotating trio giving you the latest on the Burgundy and Gold. Want to give a big thanks to our first guest here on Burgundy and Gold today, ESPN's Sal Palantonio. He was awesome. I mean, that's the only way I could really put it in a nutshell. He was awesome. I mean, we'll, we'll play you some of the clips as we come in and out of break here for the remainder of the show. Uh, If you missed my sit down with Sal Palantonio, you can use the Odyssey Rewind feature. Go to the top of the 1 o'clock hour. He's got plenty of good nuggets in there for you Commanders fans. Trying to figure out the mental psyche of Commanders quarterback Carson Wentz as we sit here five days out. We're just five days out. 120 damn hours from week one against the Jacksonville Jaguars where, (laughs) according to Sal Palantonio, this is one of my favorite parts of the interview. Carson Wentz has got his boogeyman coming to town this Sunday to FedEx Field talking about Doug Peterson and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I love the way Sal Powell put it, coining the phrase, the boogeyman because that's really who it is to Carson Wentz. You want to talk about the way his season ended last year in Jacksonville and then the way his time in Philadelphia ended. It was much reported and deeply reported that his relationship with the new head coach, of the, va- of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Doug Peterson, has soured. It's soured. And, and that was part of the reason why Philly made the decision to go out and take Jalen Hurts. And now as we sit here, five days out from the opener, those two guys, those two entities talking about Dougie P and the Jaguars, they're coming to town, and I said it at the top, they don't care about the narrative surrounding the Washington Commanders. They don't care That Carson Wentz needs to resurrect his career this season. They don't care about all the the off-the-field drama Washington has dealt with. Come Sunday at 1 o'clock, Bullets are live and it's about action. Show me. And and right now, I'm excited. I mean, if you can't tell, Sal has got me just juiced up because you want to get the real when talking about guys. And all off-season long, we have had to sit and listen to the negative narrative that has followed Carson Wentz since his departure from Indianapolis. And nobody in the media knows Carson Wentz better than Sal Palantonio. He said it. It was his first ever interview on draft day when Philadelphia selected him back in 17. He was his last interview before he left Philadelphia. And now he's the first major national interview that Carson has done since coming here to Washington. And based on everything we've heard, from Sal Palantonio. I have this, 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 this confidence. There's a pulse again for me when talking about Carson Wentz and how successful he could potentially be here in Washington. One of the important things that Sal Pal hit right on the head, though, is it all starts week one. And Sal is very cognizant of the media market that we are in. It is it is so. Pivotal that Washington beats Jacksonville in five days from now. If you want to get rid of that stench and foul odor that is attached to your name, talking about Carson Wentz, that is the first order of business. As the commanders, if you are trying to prove people wrong, if you are trying to show people that last year was a fluke and that the culture that you are trying to establish here in D.C. is going in the right direction, you got to. The Jaguars. And Sal hit it on the head. You don't have to go out and blow the Jaguars out. But I do know this. Sunday, around 4.30 Eastern Time, you have to have a W if you are the Washington Commanders. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. The way we talk about football as a player, somebody who's played college football, somebody who's played high school football, your goal is to go 1-0 and each week. They'd be lying to you, talking about the commanders and folks internally within that organization. They would be lying to you if they told you week one doesn't have a little bit more significance. They'd be lying to you if they told you week one didn't mean a little bit more for this group. I know, based off of being around those guys in training camp, I know how tight-knit that locker room is. I understand how those guys are willing to go to bat for each other. Sal mentioned Chase Roulier, somebody who Carson has gotten extremely close with since coming to town. Chase gave the funny story last week about how much Carson eats at the dinner table, all while maintaining a gluten-free diet. So these guys are pulling for Carson Wentz, and sometimes, man, adversity brings people together. And as we sit here five days out from the opener, I know that group is using all of the outside noise as fuel because it's not just Carson Wentz. There are a couple guys within that commander's locker room that are on the pressure cooker. There are a couple guys within that commander's locker room whose seat is what I like to say, taki hot. Guys like Montez Sweat, Antonio Gibson, Carson Wentz, Curtis Samuel, Jamin Davis. There is a narrative out there nationally and here locally surrounding multiple guys on the Washington Commanders, whether or not it's deserving or not. But I say all that to say this, come Sunday at 1 o'clock, I expect to see a group that is out there fighting for each other. And that's what it's all about with team sports. That's the beauty of the National Football League. We mentioned it earlier, getting to play a child's game for millions and millions of dollars. And it makes it all worth it when you're able to band together like a group of brothers and all go out there with one common task, one common goal, and that's beating the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's it. That's all that matters right now if you're Washington. Despite all the outside noise, we got Bruce Allen getting deposed today in front of Congress. None of that matters. None of that matters. It's all about whether or not this team can rally come Sunday at 1 o'clock and leave FedEx Field with a dub. Go on the road to Detroit with some momentum. Get this 2022 campaign off to a rocket start. Because Sal Powell hit it, and I'll echo those sentiments. If this team loses to the Jacksonville Jaguars. If this team loses to Jacksonville, the local media, myself included, I'll be honest with you. My my hands are, are, are not free of guilt. We are going to rip them apart. We are going to eat them up. Because we know the talent that this team has. People nationally who talk about this group know the talent that this team has. It's all about Can they put it together? And to really get down to the nitty-gritty, it's all about whether or not Carson Wentz can do what he needs to do to lead this group to greatness. Got to take a quick time out here on the other side of this break. ESPN's Ryan Clark got very candid about what he needs to happen for Washington to make it back to the postseason. We'll let you hear his thoughts next. Don't go anywhere. Linnell Willingham here with you until 3 o'clock
5: right here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app.
3: Let's keep it real, okay? So, week one, he's got he's got to go up against the boogeyman
2: right away. <laughs> I love the way you put it, the boogeyman. Talk about the well, Jacksonville say, Jaguars. No, no,
3: seriously, it is right here. Comes Jacksonville. Here comes Jacksonville with his old coach, okay? Who knows him as well as anybody? And so, I mean, to me, they got to beat Jacksonville. One hundred. percent Do they have to? They don't have to win, you know. They don't have to blow them out of the building. They go. They don't have to vo- blow them out of, uh, 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 of the Beltway, but but they got to beat them. And Carson has to play well. Team nine eighty
2: in the Odyssey app. That's ESPN. Sal Palantonio joining us here on Burgundy and Gold today. The best commanders coverage in the nation. Giving you the latest on the Burgundy and Gold weekdays, twelve to three. Here on the Team 980 and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. Myself, Rick Doc Walker, and Scott Jackson. Going to be a rotating trio bringing you the latest on the Burgundy and Gold as we sit here five days out. Just five days out from week one against the Jacksonville Jaguars. 120 hours away. Closer to 119 hours here. We're sitting at about 140 Eastern time here. But you get the point. It's real. Things about to get unchy for the Washington Commanders. Bullets flying for real on Sunday, 1 o'clock, from FedEx Field. And if you want to go back and listen to my interview with Sal Palantonio, use the Odyssey Rewind feature. Go back to the top of the 1 o'clock hour. It's right there for you. And, boy, if you didn't tune in, if you weren't blessed enough to tune in live, please go back and listen to it. Great stuff from one of the legends uh, in the game, Mr. Sal Palantonio. We were talking about Carson Wentz, and he was really the topic of conversation uh, for our sit-down here. And, man, based off of the things we heard from Sal Powell, and you heard the clip coming back from the break, he described week one as Carson Wentz having to go against the boogeyman. The boogeyman, and that's realistic. Call it what it is. We all know the narrative and storyline surrounding this week one game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Everybody knows how Carson Wentz's time ended in Philadelphia when – Doug Peterson was the head coach. Everybody knows about how the season ended last year for this group. Talking about the Colts against Jacksonville. So, if you're Carson Wentz, week one, this is the perfect time to right all of your wrongs. This is the perfect time to show folks hey, man, I still got it. Because we know, and we talked about this with Sal, the narrative nationally is that Carson Wentz does not have it anymore. And I know. He is going to be hell-bent on proving that he is still him, as I like to put it. Carson Wentz is still him. And I said it, and I'll say it all season long until I can't say it anymore. Until, unfortunately, until he plays bad, which I'm hoping doesn't happen. But I am pulling the Wentz wagon this year. I am the leader. I am the number one Carson Wentz stand. Because I know sometimes a change of scenery is all you need. And I said it before we hit the last break. Adversity, a lot of the times in the National Football League and any time in professional team sports, adversity is what brings groups together. And as we sit here five days out from the opener, we know Washington has some things to prove because nationally, their expectations for this team are kind of low. Here's the SBN's Ryan Clark talking about his expectations. For the Washington Commanders. The bottom line is, defensively, they have to be better than they were last year. Mm-hmm. Think about last offseason, and the reason we were talking about the Washington Commanders being a team that could battle to win the NFC East, it was about the way they played defense, the way they got after the passer with those front four, making plays on the back end. They need to see more of that, and that has to be what carries this team early through the season. And the thing that D Woody said, though, about some of the talent on offense, that's exactly what they were asking Carson Wentz to do in Indy. Just put the ball in the hands of the playmakers and allow them to be great at what they do. That is Ryan Clark of NFL Live talking about what we can expect uh, from the Washington Commanders this year. And he hit it right on the head. And I think it brings up an interesting conversation. Heading into week one, who's got more pressure on them? We know Carson Wentz, needs to succeed, because if he doesn't, this may be the last time he gets to be a starting quarterback from day one for an NFL franchise. But on the flip side of that coin, no matter how well Carson Wentz plays, defensively, if this group doesn't bounce back from their horrendous performance and display that they put on last year, this team is going to struggle. And ultimately, the success of this team hinges on whether or not Carson Wentz plays well and whether or not this defense is able to bounce back. I want to hit the phones hard here. Team 980, listener lines, wide open, 301-230-0980. You can tap in with me on Twitter and Instagram as well, N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Based off of what we just heard from RC, ESPN's Ryan Clark, and based on what we already know about this football team, as we sit five days out from the opener, who has more pressure on them heading into 2022, Carson Wentz or this commander's defense? i want to hit the phones hard. Team 980, listener lines wide open, 301-230-0980. You could tap in with me on Twitter and Instagram as well, N-E-L-L underscore BTP. You heard what Ryan Clark had to say. We're five days out from the season opener against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're five days out from stuff getting real. Who has more pressure on them heading into 2022, Carson Wentz or this commander's defense? I'll give you my take after we get a quick timeout and ride with me right here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app.
4: As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites.
7: Just do a quick search for Tecovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tecovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and point your toes west.
2: I'm Tony Kornheiser, this is my show. My friends come on, we talk about basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 980 in the Odyssey at Linnell Willingham here with you on Burgundy and Gold today weekdays 12 to 3 here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey at bringing you the latest on the Washington Commanders we got you covered end zone to end zone with the Burgundy and Gold want to give a big thanks to ESPN Sal Pal Antonio he hopped on with us at the top of the hour if you missed my interview with Sal Pal make sure you use the Odyssey Rewind feature go back To the top of the 1 o'clock hour. Sal Pal giving us some great nuggets on the new QB1 here in Washington. What we're talking about right now, though, as we sit five days out from the season opener against the Jacksonville Jaguars, you heard the clip from Ryan Clark. Defensively, Washington let this group down a year ago. Defensively, as we sat here on September 6th, 2021, this defense was supposed to be the singular reason as to why Washington was supposed to get over the hump and make it back to the postseason. Obviously, fast forward to today, we all know, defensively, Washington severely underachieved. Carson Wentz is coming in here, though, projected to be the savior, in hopes of being the savior. Ron Rivera and company have put all their eggs in the Carson Wentz basket, and his seat is tacky hot. He has now officially entered the pressure cooker that is washington dc he has officially entered the pressure cooker that is our nation's capital it is put up or shut up time for everybody within the washington commanders organization but right now as we sit here five days out from the season opener who has more pressure on them heading into 2022 carson wentz or this washington commanders defense i want to hear from you guys Team 980 listener lines, wide open, 301-230-0980. You can tap in with me on Twitter and Instagram as well, N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Who has more pressure on them heading into 2022, Carson Wentz or this defense? Let's go to AP, who is in Fairfax, wants to tap in. What's going on, AP?
5: Yo, yo, gentlemen, what's going on? What's going on, man? How are you? First of all, In honor of my guy Travis Thompson, I, I you know, as he, as he departed, and I know you got a lot of callers. I promised him that I wouldn't do this anymore, but it's game week, man, and and I'm tired of waiting. So with that being said, uh oh, finally, <laughs> finally, <laughs> can I get one more, AP? And for good measure.
2: Finally. There it is. There it is. Now we can get down to business. Who has more pressure on them heading into 2022? Carson Wentz or this commander's defense?
5: Man, the whole daggone organization. That's an answer. And he going to be Prince Harry, as I told Travis. He going to be Prince Harry until I see something. So he Prince Harry. He probably facing the most pressure out of everybody. Because not only is he facing his old ball coach, he's facing the team that basically caused him to get ran out of Annapolis.
2: Sal Palantonio called them the boogeyman, AP.
5: Yeah, the boogeyman. I I wholeheartedly agree. He is facing the boogeyman. He is facing John Wick, (laughs) the boogeyman. (laughs) Dude. Uh, Rob Rivera, he on the hot seat, like you said. Hot talking. He on it. He on the hot plate. He on the skillet. The cast iron. The grease is popping off dag on the on skillet for him. <laughs> we ain't addressed now. One lamp Bostick, weak ankles Bostick. That was your answer. Wow. Weak ankles Bostick. That, that's who you saw fit to bring in. Weak ankles Bostic. Okay, I, I like his IQ, but on the field, he walking wounded out there. Yeah. We ain't checking nobody's tight end with Bostick. I mean, you know, my boy, uh, uh, Hogan, he all right. His mullet, you need know, to tighten up on the mullet and you do a fade or something. Oh,
2: man. So, you're serious, so, serious, so, Carson Wentz. Learning. So, Carson Wentz is who you think has the most pressure on him heading into the season?
5: Everybody. Everybody. Look, you want the fans back, the pressure's on. Definitely. I appreciate, I, can almost I, I appreciate
2: the call, AP. We got to run here. The question is simple for you all. Team 980 listener lines wide open, 301 230 980 Who has more pressure on them heading into 2022 as we sit five days out from the season opener? Let's go to Danny, who's in D.C. One step in. Danny, what do you think? Who's got more pressure on them heading into 2022, Carson Wentz or this commander's defense? Danny? Looks like we lost Danny there. Look, I am wholeheartedly of the belief that Washington – has pressure everywhere, as AP kind of hit on it. This is a situation where all bets are off. There are no more baked-in, built-in excuses for anybody within the Washington Commanders organization. There are people out there nationally who are praying on the downfall of Carson Wentz. And our friend Nikki Javala over at the Washington Post just put out a very damning statistic. Carson Wentz will be the fifth quarterback since 1950 to start a season opener for three different teams in consecutive seasons. The others, <laughs> our friend Donovan McNabb, Philadelphia, Washington, Minnesota, from the stretch of 2009 to 2011. Brett Favre, 07, 09, Green Bay, the Jets in Minnesota, and then Kurt Warner, St. Louis Rams, in 03, Giants in 04, the Arizona Cardinals in 05. So that is a some- very interesting company that Carson Wentz is keeping. And right now, as we sit here five days out from the opener, you hope Carson Wentz can give you the play of a 2007 Green Bay, of a Brett Favre of a 2007. You hope Carson Wentz is mentally strong enough to be able to withstand what is happening here in Washington, to be able to withstand all the distractions That have followed him here to Washington. Because we all know the narrative surrounding him. It is put up or shut up time. For Carson Wentz. And Sal Palantonio hit it right on the head. He's got to take on the boogeyman. Right away week one. In the Jacksonville Jaguars. And in his former head coach. Doug Peterson. Want to hear from you guys. Team 980 listener lines. Wide open. 301-230-0980. Twitter and Instagram. You can tap in with me there as well. N-E-L-L underscore BTP. As we sit here five days out, 119 hours away from the regular season opener for the Washington Commanders, who has more pressure on them heading into 2022? Carson Wentz or this defense? This group that severely underachieved last year, despite all the talent that they have up front, despite all the resources that have been allocated toward that defensive line, despite it being the third year of them in this system, who has more pressure, this defense or Carson Wentz? We all know the narrative on Carson Wentz. I think it's about time we, we shed some light on this defense. Because for me personally, I feel as if defensively, if Washington is going to reach any of its goals that they've set, themselves, set for themselves for the season, it starts and finishes on the defensive side of the ball. I don't care if Carson Wentz goes out and throws for 4,500 yards, 30 touchdowns. Seven interceptions. If Washington does not improve defensively, if Washington does not give you play comparable to what they got in 2020 from this group defensively, it is going to be a long, long season for the Washington Commanders. 110%. Book it. Seven days out of the week and twice on Sundays. If this defense does not play up to snuff, if this defense does not give you better play than what you got a year ago, it doesn't matter what Carson Wentz does, this team isn't going to be able to reach the goals that they've set for themselves this season. Let's go to Chris, who's in Maryland, wants to tap in with us. Chris, what hey, well, do you no, think? I
6: was going, hey, congratulations on getting a little more time and all that. I
2: appreciate uh, you, buddy. Chris, what do you think?
6: Heard, when I first heard you, I thought that was, you were determined and you're really good. Anyway, I don't like the word pressure. I like the word urgency because I don't want him feeling pressure. But specifically, you got Gibson who can't fumble. you got Payne working on her contract. Rivera, I don't think he feels any. He shouldn't feel pressure. The man's fighting cancer, for God's sake. But urgency is what I would say. Del Rio's got a spotlight on him, and and I don't know that um, Carson Wentz's issues are in it. Or uh, I don't know if he's you know whatever's in his head. Mm-hmm. I don't want him feeling pressure e- either. I want I want an urgency and top and play and see how good you can do. The pressure pressure leads to. Kinda do things a little awkward. But here, real quick, if I'm a baseball guy more, if I may throw this in, the Dodgers got a lot of pressure because in about one month, Trey Turner's a free agent, <laughs> and they won't have Max or Trey Turner, and we got a catcher and a pitcher from them, for, and they got nothing. Feel and now good luck.
2: Hopefully we're able to bring my man Trey Turner back to town. I appreciate the call, Chris. We got to take a quick timeout. When we get back, we're sticking on the football here in the next segment the entire two o'clock hour dedicated to the burgundy and gold as is the whole show burgundy and gold today the newest and latest coverage of the washington commanders 12 to 3 here on the team 980 in the odyssey app when we come back We'll go behind enemy lines and scout the opponent. Demetrius Harvey, Jags beat reporter for Jacksonville.com, is set to join us. He'll give us the latest on what's going on in Duval County as the Jags get set to take on the Commanders in the season opener this Sunday. We've got the best coverage for you inside and out. Don't move a muscle. Demetrius Harvey, Jags beat Rider for Jacksonville.com, joins us next right here on the Team 980 and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app.